Welcome to St. Stephen's Chapel's Bible Study Podcast with your host, Pastor Manny Alanese. Join us as we spend a few minutes going through the entire Bible verse by verse. For more information and to support us financially, visit our website at saintstephenschapel.org. That's Saint, S-A-I-N-T, Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, chapel.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to St. Stephen's Chapel's Bible Study Podcast. So glad you are with us. Today, we're closing out the story of Jesus's action at the temple and moving on to what happens next in his missionary journey. Before we commence, let me take a moment to remind you not to hesitate to listen to these studies more than once and to share them with others, including placing them on your social media. Now let us join together in the presence of His glory in prayer. Lord God, help us to know your ways. Teach us your paths. Lead us in your truth and teach us, for you are the God of our salvation. For you, we wait all day long through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear ye now the word of God found in the Gospel of John chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man. For he himself knew what was in man. This is God's word. As we begin to look at our passage, we see that there's a lot more taking place in Jerusalem than just the cleansing of the temple. Up to this point, there have been only two opposing viewpoints concerning Jesus. The disciples beheld the glory of Christ and believed in him. The other viewpoint is that of the religious leaders who questioned his authority and opposed Christ. Now in our text, there's a third viewpoint. The people who have witnessed Jesus' miraculous powers, we are told, believed in his name. But Jesus has his reservations about their belief in him. Our passage gives us insight into Jesus' knowledge of the human heart. For the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick, Who can understand it? The Lord searches the heart and tests the mind. In verse 24, we're told that Jesus did not entrust himself to the people who claim to believe in him. Now, what we need to notice is the word entrusted used in this verse. The Greek word for entrusted is the same word that can be and is translated to the word believe in verse 23. In other words, Although the people may have claimed to believe in him, Jesus did not believe in them. These people did not have true saving faith in Christ. They witnessed the miraculous signs that Jesus performed. By that alone, they may have had some understanding of who he was, but they did not have trust in him for salvation's sake. These people wanted what Jesus could give them, However, they did not want or trust him in saving faith. Some describe this as a sign-based 
faith, not a gospel-based faith. Theologian John Calvin says it well when he wrote, faith depended solely on miracles and had no root in the gospel and therefore could not be steady or permanent. Listen, my brothers and sisters in Christ, miracles may indeed assist some to arrive at the truth, but it does not amount to actual believing. True faith in Christ has to be fixed in the heart. If not, it is a dead faith. True faith in Christ comes only through the spirit of regeneration. The spirit spoken about here is God the Holy Spirit. What does this mean? Well, for us to have true and genuine faith, we must be born again, born from above, that is born of God. How does Jesus Christ know that their faith is false or fake? Well, verse 25 tells us that Jesus knew what was in man. This certainly reveals Jesus' deity as the Son of God. Jesus knows our hearts. He knows whether or not our faith in him is real. Listen, we're not going to make a mockery of the Lord. Jesus Christ knows whether or not our motives are sincere and pure. Christ knows whether or not we want to use them for the furtherance of our unbelief. Christ knows whether or not we want to use him as our personal magic genie to make our wishes come true and then place them back on the shelf. Jesus knows our hearts and minds. For us to be truly saved, we must be born again, born anew. We must be born of the Spirit Here's a question that many have. How do I know if I have been born again? The great 19th century British preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon says this regarding being born again during a Christmas sermon that he preached. He states, If this child who now lies before the eyes of your faith, wrapped in swaddling clothes in Bethlehem's manger, is born to you, then you are born again. If any man tells me that Christ is his Redeemer, although he has never experienced regeneration, that man utters what he does not know. His religion is in vain, and his hope is a delusion. Only those who are born again can claim the babe in Bethlehem as being theirs. But, says one, how am I to know whether I am born again or not. Rebirth, regeneration. This is the topic that our Lord Jesus himself addresses with Nicodemus in chapter 3, which we will look at next time. Until that time, I want you to ponder the question as to whether or not your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation's sake is real. Have you submitted your life to Christ? These are not mere words. Do you trust the Lord? Was the babe in Bethlehem born to you? We'll continue next time. Until then, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Amen. You've been listening to Manny Alanese, pastor at St. Stephen's Chapel. For more information and to support us financially, visit our website at ststephenschapel.org. That's Saint, S-A-I-N-T, Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, chapel.org. Now from Manny and the entire St. Stephen's Chapel family, thank you for your prayers. And join us next time as we seek to glorify God verse by verse.